0: Weed is a, a really unique thing. It's, it's different than alcohol, right? We play in the same mindset of quality and branding in that sense, but like weed doesn't get better with age like alcohol does, mm. you know? So it's a perishable, highly regulated, highly taxed, mm-hmm. and highly perishable too. So yeah. you have to, at certain points, run a discount, half ounce bags for this, you know? And I think it's good to do that because people really just want to smoke more weed at the end of the day anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And when they get to smoke more quality weed, they're less likely to go to back to whatever they were smoking before that wasn't, you know, approached in that same mindset.
1: on your ganja podcast with Mr. X to the Z exhibit.
2: And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. the Cannabis Cutie.
1: Yes, and we have a wonderful episode for you guys today. Really, really great times with this guy coming on the show today. Um, we got a lot of history. Um, he's been in cannabis for, I don't know, as long as I can remember. As soon as I met him in the cannabis, he was he was the cannabis industry in the valley. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, you know, we're going to bring him on the show today. His name is Brett Feldman. Yeah, that's right. AKA, well, not yet. When we'll, we we'll, we'll bring you on, we'll bring we'll, we'll, you yeah, I'm not you're done not talking about right you now. yet. Okay. I'll enjoy the rest. Yeah. yeah. You got, I, I'm talking about you like you're not here. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, his name is Brett Feldman, but you know him as Wonder Brett. Mm hmm. Wonder Bread Genetics, Wonder Bread has started from... I think we were there when Wonder Bread started. And then to see where it is today, do you know Wonder Bread?
2: I know Wonder Bread. Yes. Um, They had an event that I went to where there was live art happening and live performances. Mm. Um, It was such a fun event. I think, like, Snoop Dogg ended up coming. Mm. Um, Pooh Bear was there. Yes. Yeah, it was it was a really fun event. So love their flower, love their branding, been to their store on La Brea a mm. couple of times as well. So definitely very aware of the brand.
1: I can't wait to get into this and talk to them. Ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing on Wonder Bread. What's up, Brett? Not much, man, doing great. <laughs> Just happy to be here. <laughs> Wonder Bread is in the studio with us today, and um, let's start from the beginning, man. Um, how did you get into cannabis? What made you get into cannabis? I mean, like, from the very beginning, you can't lie, because I was there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get in? How did you start? I
0: loved weed. As soon as I started smoking weed at, like, 14, um, and I had ADD pretty bad, and they were giving me uh, Ritalin and Dexadrine, mm-hmm. these like stimulant pills are supposed to help you with your, your focus. And they did for a minute, but then I smoked weed and like, it was like clarity. It was like, I didn't want to touch those pills ever again. And I realized how bad they were for me. Once I realized what they were, it was just like methamphetamine or whatever it is they've given you. And uh weed was just a magic moment for me. And then from there, I went to college in Humboldt. Um, and, oh, shit. uh, so I was chasing the weed right out the gate, you know, like all the way through high school. I was a, around a unique circle of people that, that had really good weed. Like it was a, a status symbol even before I went to Humboldt to try to have like the best indoor grown local something. And um, so that's why I went to Humboldt. And then um, I met you when I came back from Humboldt and uh, in the Tower Records on Balboa, right next to fat burger and your voice is undeniable so unique like a signature and i was you were talking to the guy at the counter and i was like i think it's exhibit you know (laughs) like like paparazzi was a smash at that moment and Mm -hmm. and a a few other songs i didn't probably know about but Mm. i'd seen you perform with the alcoholics yes when i was in high school at this place uh there's an underground L.A. scene with, like, Unity, Unity shows. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I, those are some of the best shows ever. Um, I saw uh, You, Alcoholics. Um, Wu-Tang was Wu- there. Yep. The, you
1: know, we, Red Man would come. It was, like, the the yeah. place where if you loved hip-hop, like, the, all the artists from out of town would come perform there with local artists, and it was, like, the, Bigger B, rest in peace, and Orlando mm-hmm. uh, would put these, like, nights together where all of the you know hip-hop you know far side yeah yeah like like will will uh will I am formerly known as will 1 X from at band clan was there and then he had the same guys with him and he, they had these dance circles it was like the premier hip-hop place and yeah. of course we were in there trying to get get on ourselves you know it was a good time
0: that was the first time I ever actually saw you I didn't know of you until I saw that show with the alcoholics, and I was like, oh, he's dope. And that's when I got turned on to paparazzi after that, and 40 days and 40 nights came. Right. and
1: But this is this is about cannabis, so yeah, yeah. fuck all that. Let's get back to that. So, <laughs> so I came back Let's from Humble. Let's get back to how, the, how you got to the cannabis.
0: I always do that. <laughs> um, So when I came back from Humble, I uh, got introduced in, introduced to the original OG Kush strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with a, a Josh D. Yeah, the Josh D cut. Uh, I didn't actually meet Josh till a few years later, but... um. I got introduced to the strain, and a friend of his gave me the strain in San Francisco. I drove up to the Bay. Mm. I was buying all the weed from him, bringing it to LA, and everybody was loving the OG. And then I, he gave me the strain to grow it. I met you at the record store, probably like after my second harvest, and I was pretty proud of how the weed came out. Yeah. So I was like, "Yo, here's my number in a jar." And then you called me like uh, an hour later, like, "Come to the studio?" <laughs> or no, uh, come to the the video shoot. You yeah. were shooting the year 2000 mm-hmm. and we, that's when I met Reese in the trailer and everybody yeah. was hanging out and you were wearing like the, okay, the president. Go, okay. Outfit let's not go down the rabbit wear, hole of what we were yeah, wearing. Yeah, yeah. Details, <laughs> I, I you know, mean. but that's, that's how it started. You know, like yeah. I was already kind of like in the scene, you know, with the weed everywhere and, and mm-hmm. starting to grow with other friends. But really like when I met you and your circle was what kind of like pushed me into like a, I never seen anybody so young and successful and like able to dream so big. And then you showed me this whole world and I thought, well, I could do anything, mm. you know, with weed. So it opened up so many doors, you know, like before you know it, I was bringing weed to Aftermath over there at Encore mm-hmm. and what's the place off Ventura Boulevard? Yes. Yeah. And, and the place in Burbank yeah, over there yeah. too, so. All
1: those places. Yeah. See, see we have a very, Personal intertwined history. Yeah, yeah, and you know, even the even the name Wonder Bread came yeah. from like our interactions. Yeah, it didn't start out as Wonder Bread. It was Brett, the super white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what they used to call me all the time.
2: Okay, and it was like I, like I just it.
0: wore it as a badge of honor. I was like, so, there's not so that there's many a story other, behind that. There's not well, many other I white mean, guys around here. Before we get into <laughs> the story
2: of that, like back when Louis Armstrong and the jazz scene was really popping in into their reefer. They had a white boy, the reaper man, (laughs) white boy that always (laughs) had that fire, mes mes bro. So, you know,
0: you want the best weed. I mean, (laughs) we were always the most fanatical about trying to create the best weed. For some reason we were able to hide in plain sight without getting caught as easily.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: That's exactly what Mm -hmm. it was. He had the best Mary Warner. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Brett came through and saved the day. He had, there was a few good, uh, a few good bags in LA. Kenji was definitely yes. one of them. Be real, Cypress, Cypress had the weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as growing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Brett was like, boom, you know what I'm saying? Like, he came on and he was like, he just got started. And then we we started like hanging out together. He got the nickname, Brett, the super white man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah, stuck, right. you know what I'm saying? Like we would I leave like, it. like there's a guy come and leave a badge for Brett, the super white <laughs> <laughs> It was wild. So that transformed into, you know, fast forward. Of course, you can't put Brett the Super White Man on your packaging, but it turned into Wonder Brett, right? (laughs) Which is a a great compromise. I think you did good with it. As soon as I saw it, I was like... Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I, po- I polished it up a little. <laughs> I mean, so my
0: mom and my dad and my grandma would be like, that's cool. Yeah, that's man. cool. That's
1: cool. Yeah. You know, but yo, man, I'm so proud of what you've been able to do and produce with this brand. So give Thank me you. some analytics, man, because, you know, you started from like, before we get into the business side of what it is. Yeah. Let's talk about your passion for growing mm-hmm. and what is your relationship like? with cultivation and and the plant. You know what I'm saying? Because it goes way back. We got some stories, but Mm -hmm. I'll let you kick it off.
0: (laughs) It stems from my parents' uh, family business, which is a catering company. And being in the food industry and trying to have the best food, like I approach it from the style of a chef, right? So presentation, uh, the experience, the flavor, all of these things are equally important to me. And even when we, when I first met you, like just, trying to grow the weed to be like this is some of the best weed there is right it was undeniable everybody loved that weed and got a lot of uh respect and adulation from people that it, it, it was like reinforcement to tell me that I was doing something good even when the rest of the world was like you could go to trouble you get in jail or in trouble for this mm. so after all of these years of being told that like oh man you're just some weed guy like now you see it's legal it's it's a real industry it it commands respect from certain groups of people. There always be people that will hate on weed or alcohol or music or certain industries, no matter what. Certain people are just too wound too tight, right? Right, but yeah, uh, weed is a special thing. Like the way it brought us together in our friendship, like uh, the way that it opened up doors for opportunities for myself for my family. Uh, it changed the the trajectory of my whole life, right? Mm. So the Approaching it like a, from the catering side, like a chef, these flavors, this offering, that's the approach, right? All the different flavors, and different and unique experiences, like, you know, the events and mm-hmm. stuff like that you've been to and you've been to, and uh,
1: that's that's the approach. Do you consider Warner Bread like a boutique brand? Or, or do you, it, as big as it's it's gotten, like, do you still consider it a Yes, a, 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 a small business.
0: I, I think we're still a small boutique brand. I don't think we'll ever change from that. When the quality of our flour can compete with small home grows, mm. small batch stuff from other places when we're doing it at scale, mm. at that level, and guys from around the world will travel to come get the Pink Picasso, the OZ Kush, um, our original OG Cut, the Black Orchid, or our new strain Kush Cola. Like, mm. people will travel all over the world to come get our weed and go to where we sell it legally like cuz we don't we're not trappers anymore. Right. You know, so yeah, we're never going to change that. There'll be offerings always that will be for you know, special deals and discounts mm. and stuff like that. Weed is a, a really unique thing. It's it's different than alcohol, right? We play in the same mindset of quality and branding in that sense, but like weed doesn't get better with age like alcohol does. Mm. You know, so it's a perishable, highly regulated highly taxed Mm -hmm. and highly perishable too. So you have to at certain points run a discount, half ounce bags for this, you know? And I think it's good to do that because people really just want to smoke more weed Mm -hmm. at the end of the day anyway. Mm -hmm. And when they get to smoke more quality weed, they're less likely to go to back to whatever they were smoking before that wasn't, you know, approached in that same mindset of like, there's a lot of brands out there that just white label stuff from other people Mm -hmm. or, don't have that. Like our brand is a, a, I think like a grower's favorite type brand because of how we control our product. Yes. Right. Versus yes. something.
1: You said something very important there. You said a few things, but let's we'll deal with that first. You said, you know, like having your own cultivation as a brand is essential. We When we first started Napalm, we didn't have cultivation. We had to source it was a shit show, mm-hmm. it really damaged some things, but now we've fixed it, we, we have cultivation, we're really happy with it, specific grown genetics and strains for napalm, and that was very important, so I understand what you what you mean with that, and you've yeah. been able to do that from the beginning, which is very commendable. It's the,
0: you know? it's the quality control, it's your reputation. Like you're only as good as your last bag. Mm. And if your last bag was whack, then people are gonna go somewhere else, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, because the rest are doo-doo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of overproduction out there, you yeah. know, so. so. So you said something before that, you said, you said something about it's highly regulated. Yeah. Um, As a business owner, as a grower, you understand the the fees and taxes that's put upon cannabis before it even gets out the door one time, right? Yeah. So give us a give us your insight because we've had a, a whole episode about this, but you know, give us a brief overview of how you feel about the regulations for cannabis, how it is being overly regulated in your opinion and mm-hmm. our opinion as well. But what has your experience been like? Yeah, I mean, you have some. Well, we'll in... first, explain the scale too—the scale yeah. of where Wonderbread is. Yeah, that 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 that'll give people some perspective on the difference between a, a a small brand and somebody that has built something like you. So we
0: started in uh you know a smaller grow in North Hollywood. We were transitioning from the medical market to the rec, and then we went to a place into Sun Valley, which was like a we started in North Hollywood about thirty lights. That's what we, the brand was built off of, mm-hmm. and the perception was that we were much bigger because we had a good packaging and quality look people thought the brand was much bigger. So that allowed us to help get deals done actually, to fulfill that mentality and perception. So we went to Sun Valley, that was 150 light grow. We turned that place into something real special. When we went in there, it was old, dilapidated, really needed to be rebuilt. We converted the whole place, got great quality coming out. Then we got a, another deal in Long Beach where, when right when Wreck was happening in 2018, mm-hmm and you had to be uh, at a certain scale to make sense of the business. Like mm-hmm. um, that's when we got into the Long Beach facility. We did a equity swap deal. Um, we didn't, that facility cost 20 to $25 million to build. Our brand was worth maybe two or three at the time. If we would have had to raise that type of money to do that, we'd, I'd still just be an employee for life, you know? Like, so we did a equity swap, got the opportunity to run that facility that facility uh, is a 22,000 square foot canopy, has 36 bloom rooms, four harvests a week. That was a real large undertaking. It took, you know, two, three years of my life to figure out that scale of growing Mm. and keep the quality and not diminish the reputation, right? So when you get to that scale, growth is a great thing in your brand to be in, you know, a few hundred stores, but... You know, growth can kill you too when people don't pay their bills, and the the runway for carrying your business for you know three to six to nine months with all types of AR collection problems and pandemics and yeah. you know all yeah, of these it was, things it was, all converged. It
1: was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. it
0: was tough, right? It, I I never had anxiety till that mm. till that time. You know, yeah. like because I I my dream I didn't know was gonna turn into what it turned into right it's like sometimes be careful what you ask for because you might get it Mm. right so um you imagine it to being something different in your head when you conceive it but when you get there you're like oh there's
1: a lot of red tape
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah,
2: speaking of more yeah. problems, so you said you're a social equity
1: applicant. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's so,
2: or an, an equity holder. So yeah. for people who are out there watching, social equity, you can qualify in so many different ways, but one is being convicted of nonviolent cannabis charges.
0: Yeah, and, or just being arrested. You don't to Or be being convicted. arrested, yeah, yeah, or
2: growing up in a community that was torn down by the war on drugs are some of the qualifications. So how did you, what's the story there?
0: so uh i got arrested 2005 or 2006 in van nuys uh i was at another friend's studio it's a band called medium and i had bought them this uh cd burner right where you can burn your cds and
1: print the art you on the top motherfuckers <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well it was for their shit i wasn't
1: burning your shit
0: <laughs> uh, we was... know what
1: you were doing buddy <laughs> This is when you this is when
0: you would you could still like buy the C D cases, slide your own artwork in, yeah. print your own CDs. Yeah. And they were a dope band and I was trying to help them out. And I was there late night. And uh the only place I could get the drivers to upload on the internet was across the street uh from the studio. And so I was sitting in my car smoking. It was like midnight, one in the morning, and these cops drive by and they just see me sitting there with this laptop and I'm trying to like download, you know, the drivers for this printer to to work right and they pull up on me and then boom they're like
2: you were just getting work done yeah yeah
0: it was literally you weren't even
2: like in a cultivation facility i thought it was like you got caught at the grow no no pushing stuff no i got i got caught
0: slipping on some stupid shit really like and of course i forgot that i had like Three or four ounces in the trunk oh, okay. of the car. <laughs> it was stinking. Yeah. And sense. I was already, I was sitting in the car smoking. Like it yeah. was hot boxed, you yeah. know? Like, so immediately I got, you know, arrested. They took me down to Van Nuys and I thought that was like the worst thing that ever happened. And then uh, eventually got that case thrown out because of a legal search and violating a few of my rights. So the, ca- the case got thrown out and I got mm-hmm. lucky. But then, you know, I got lucky again with social equity coming around. And um, I didn't know that I qualified for it until my attorney was like, you know, you qualify. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm on, let's apply. So we applied and uh, I qualified for all the parameters of it. And then when the city of LA opened up the licensing process for applications for dispensaries, they only gave out, I think, 300. And uh, I was like one of the first 20 on the list mm. that, that I we selected. They got selected and that was just like, pure destiny or luck or
2: yeah what was that process like because i remember not it was it was frustrating it it was you had to fill out
0: everything super quick get onto this portal Mm -hmm. and put on your information as fast as possible and submit it and the guy that was working the computer behind uh that was doing it for us he was fast he had everything copied and pasted in these files so he knew all you had to do was like Mm. copy click paste copy click paste He had all the information pre-selected ready for
2: submission so he
0: was pretty savvy because i would have never thought of that yeah i would mean, was... have been there writing my name and address <laughs> like <laughs> one finger typing you know like yeah, yeah but so he I, other people got in before us so they must have been faster some ways but um mm-hmm. uh, we got lucky and we got that and um that got the first store and that grand opening was sick that's where you came and yeah um Pooh Bear was there, mm. and Snoop, and mm-hmm. Problem performed. Mm. Yeah. I know I invited you, but you didn't come. Nah. <laughs> but you know, we we you got into c- cannabis a little bit later, right after right, that, right? And mm. um, with napalm and everything, and that was really dope to see you do that. So I mean, that that was kind of the evolution for a lot of like twenty plus years till now. Okay, you know, kind of.
2: Okay, well, I think it's a good. A part for us to take a smoke right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. Let's, let's do, that. do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get back into this, man. So, uh, listen, there are so many things that we could talk about, but you know, let's talk about um, your new products that you have coming out. You have new seeds. We're talking about cultivating. You know, I know you cultivate a lot of strains for Wonder Bread, but, yeah. you know, how many strains do you have um, coming out in your new seed line? And what was the mindset behind getting those seed lines out?
0: Yeah, so uh, Birdseed uh, Genetics is the name of the new brand um, that's going to be this vehicle for me to share a lot of genetics with the world. Mm. Um, so Wonderbrett brand has historically probably had about 30 strains, maybe 35 strains we put out. Mm. And we always put out three or four new strains every year. But I've been breeding for years and years and years. And I have a vast library that is just too many different varieties to sit on and, and just take to the grave. So Birdseed is going to allow me to to create, you know, things that uh, I can't put out in Wonderbret right now because the menu you can't put out just so much at once Mm right people want me to maintain the menu because they like the strains we have right but they also want me to put out one or two a year Mm -hmm. so in a one year time I might make a hundred new crosses and have done that for a few years in a row so there's hundreds of strains that I've created that I can't get to in this lifetime matter how hard I try so I really want to share these things with the people I want uh, other people that have the genetics that we've created that are, I believe, some of the most uh, sought after, high end, unique terpene profiles, uh, great highs, like the reason why people like our brand essentially, right? So mm-hmm. so Birdseed is, is my new uh, baby, you mm-hmm. know? It's like got an Egyptian theme. It's got dope bird. Yeah.
1: Do you mm. got? do you guys give out the SOPs on how do you give instructions on how to grow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or suggestions right. about how to grow?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've I've given away game for years, uh, you know, the, the sauce on that. And people hit me up. Like I was just in an event in Arizona. A guy who was another breeder's asked me all types of questions, trying to pick my brain. I just I just give him the answers because mm. it's like this knowledge, like is accumulated over years and years and years of me doing this um, with you know all my partners and other people that have been in this industry. We've all collaborated and everybody has a different style to it regardless. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell you exactly how to do it and you'd just be like, nah, I'm not doing it that way. I'm doing it this mm-hmm. way. Right. Cause I saw this video on YouTube, or I saw this <laughs> thing in a high times magazine, or there's lots of like myths out there that people put a lot of weight into until they actually get into it and do it for a few years, trial and error then they realize okay it's 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 different than what a lot of other people made it out to be and if you're willing to see what we've done and go oh wow those guys actually know what they're doing i'll i'll replicate that you know that's great you know but still even you have to have the passion to follow every nuance to that level right some people don't have it in their mind to be that le- to aim for that level of quality or excellence like that comes out in your personality and in your team and your mindset just as if like going back to the restaurant you know like when we made food we tried to make the best of everything and Mm. that was our reputation and and that's it's like being mediocre no one really remembers that long term right so it's it's a lot about legacy and um respect not really about money as much right Mm. and so when people try to make the most amount of money They normally try to make the product for as cheap as possible Mm -hmm. and compromise the quality and the integrity of the flower and the whole experience overall. And you know, it's like the difference between Taco Bell and your genuine Yeah. You know, but the
2: home grower wants to know how to grow quality for Mm -hmm. their own purposes. For sure. Um so a manual or some tips? Like I have yeah. people. That is like the number one thing. Are you going to make a growing course?
0: I've thought about writing a book several write a times. Book. Yes, yeah Yes. I'd love, love to write a book. Amazing. I just yeah. need a, someone who's a like a someone who's been through that process to be like, okay, no, this is don't. the no, you don't the outline to, to uh, yeah, do.
2: you can get a ghostwriter. No,
0: you don't. I don't want
1: someone to write it for me no,
2: I mean, but they'll help you with no. the structure exactly what you said structure I got it.
1: you don't don't trick. okay <laughs> I got Perfect. You. yeah yeah I got you you, you want to do it like a uh, a cookbook a or manual. do you want to do it like a manual or do you want to do like an autobiography? I think the
0: uh there's levels to it oh so you want to do an autobiography No,
2: is like a to... beginner a
0: beginner's level like yeah 101. The, the basics? And then like something that's more nuanced where you're like, this is the, the science and the approach behind all these things. Because there's a very basic way to do it mm-hmm. where you can get from A to B and, and you can, depending on the scale, right? Right. If you got two lights, you know, or one light in your garage, like there's a whole lot of simple, there's a whole lot of things that can be much more simple, mm-hmm. right? But when you're growing in, you know, uh, a thousand pounds to 1500 pounds a month, at scale with a lot of employees and all this segmented groups of
1: communication. Yeah, you would have to definitely break it yeah. down. I, but you can do that in the chapters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's. it's- I still
0: want to overcomplicate it because I'm really good at doing that. No, make one for the (laughs) home
2: growers. Like there is a fight and a war right now for home grow. Like and and home growers, it's not like growing tomatoes. Like we don't have that shared knowledge yet. So we just need the basic how to do it. And yes, the best advice I give everybody is just to do it. Expect your plants to die the first couple of rounds. Like just keeping it real. (laughs) Like it's, it's difficult and we don't have like just that you know i can call my friend and say hey my plant has these white spots on the leaves what Mm. does that mean like can we get like a you know frequently asked questions or common issues like manual and just here's like here's different ways to pop the seeds and here's how you can plant it and here's some like different soils and different uses like just something so simple from a trusted source like you like it yeah. doesn't even need to be long but home growers right. need something that's right. easy like dumb it down for everybody because yeah. there's and you a can lot do of good because you know people don't,
1: don't read anymore you yeah. know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. you kill it yeah. kill it
2: uh, yeah
0: i would even do like the like youtube chapters too like where you film Perfect. it mm. Masterclass. class like, yeah you're like this is how you cut a clone this is how we pop the seeds this is how you transplant this is the basics on your environmentals and all these things, because everything to be successful, you have to mesh everything together. It's mm-hmm. not just one little bit, and you kind of have to do everything at the right time yeah. and the right amount of
1: water. Mm-hmm. It's just that's why I really equate yeah, it to teaching li- people the basics, and then yeah. they can take the recipe and do it, and, and then out, make it their, their own sauce yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I equate it to to cooking so much.
2: Yeah, it is just like cooking. Everybody has their own different ways of going about it. And, you know, just like gardeners, like they all have great bounty at the end Ooh. but of course you know they think their techniques are better it, it makes the flavor more pronounced and it, it's you know there's just that pride that goes along with what you just were able to create so yeah you have to get in there and do it but a lot of people don't even know how to get starting so yeah we need mm-hmm. like a from cutting to combustion series
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and then there's a budget attached to that you know it's like yeah. you're like oh yeah we'll solve that problem by just plugging in some dehumidifiers you're like wait I have to go buy a dehumidifier for five hundred (laughs) dollars. Like, wait, I don't have electricity in my room enough. I have to get an electrician to put in more electricity. Like these things, they just lead to this rabbit hole of like, oh man, this costs a lot of money to do.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, (laughs) speaking of that, (laughs) yeah, Timmy, did I tell you that uh, when Brett started growing, that he Mm -hmm. grew. I let him grow in my house.
2: <laughs> you did not tell me that. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: it was a disaster. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Don't, <laughs> don't just <laughs> wait. jump to that. Don't just jump to that. It a disaster. Okay. It makes you feel
0: better already just to say
1: it. Okay, yeah, okay, it. Okay, okay, it, okay, let's good. go. All right, so listen. Yeah. Wait, this um, was
2: peak in the era when everyone was going. Oh no, this We'd when we put just
1: first got together. This okay. was like a year or two into our relationship. Yeah. It was in a mansion, right? Yeah. Uh, listen, listen. Okay. This was my first house I ever bought, and okay. he, went,
0: he went on tour, up the yeah, smoke tour. Yes, yes. And he was like, hold "You on want Hold on, hold and on." I was like, "I can't go." Hold on, hold the on. Let me tell you something.
1: This this guy had. Brought us the best weed ever, okay. and I was like, "He knows what the fuck he's doing." <laughs> I did. Do he knows what he's doing. Oh my I god! I did. And so and so and so, <laughs> so I I just bought this pad. I was I was a bachelor, not much in it. had 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 the main house, uh-huh. nice pool, okay, and it had a guest house in the back. Is this in the valley? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was ecstatic. It was my first property.
2: All right. Right,
1: and so. Uh, I'm like, I'm about <laughs> to go on tour for months at a time. Hey Brett, you know, how do you feel about growing in my guest house? Yeah, man, But I'll kill it, man. Fucking, yeah, we're gonna fucking kill it. It's gonna come home on tour. you gonna have jars on jars on jars. Like, yeah, we fucking <laughs> celebrate it. it yeah. was a great fucking idea. It's great idea. It was a great idea. It was, and so, and so. But the execution. I go on tour. And I give him, I, listen, listen, <laughs> stop, stop sabotaging the story. I was sabotaging. Stop sabotaging the story. Gave him full access, uh-huh. right? In the fucking guest house, right? That's where he's supposed to grow the fucking weed, <gasps> right? Yeah. Okay. So I do the tour. Long story short, I don't hear from him. Not worried about it. Don't trip, you know, getting, getting, getting kind of, you know, getting some, Some, you know, Uh uh, tidbits of information here and there, but really not investigating because I don't believe anything could go wrong. I get home from tour and I walk in my house and there are tables of dead weed and trays in my main house in every room, not every room. Every fucking nah. room.
0: Now nah, was the living room and the kitchen area. Hey,
1: hey,
0: hey, hey, hey. In the bathroom. Sidebar.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you get cussed out? Hey, no. oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait.
1: wait. We're <laughs> going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. Yeah, I didn't wait <laughs> for that. In, I was like, he had too many guns. I was in, like, in the, I'm In out. the guest house, same thing. So... Oh, no. This is where so, the nuances so of new I'm, knowledge comes so from. So, <laughs> look, 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 I am furious <laughs> I am furious. Not hey, only is there water home. damage, there is there is Mold. like oh man, it's horrible shit all over the place. Damn. and I'm like, I start hitting him. I start hitting him. I like, I know he's gonna call me back.
2: <laughs> oh, I know no. he's gonna call.
1: Me. I know he go. He was too mad. I couldn't answer yo, the phone. Yo, yo. So I get everything cleaned up, and. uh yeah, I was, and, and so, so I saw him later. Yes, that we, we fixed it. Okay. Yeah. Long story short is we fixed it, <laughs> and 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 I was like, bro, you were supposed to be in the guest house. He said, listen, and I'll never forget. He said, listen, bro. It started failing in the guest house. I didn't want to disappoint you, so I went in the main house, and when that failed, it snowballed. I didn't know what to do. I said, nigga it is a phone call you know what i'm saying it's like i i i would have been i would have been more forgiving and understanding rather than coming home to like Damn, oh, right, my after fucking God. right after tour right oh, after tour you know when you come home you want to put your bag down and oh, i walked in the motherfucking naked and afraid
2: Damn. I know I you thinking, felt terrible.
1: I did. Fuck? You were
2: shaking in your boots.
1: <laughs>
0: I definitely did. Yeah, Dang. but yo, yeah,
1: but 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 it was good. So, but let me explain. Cause, okay, cause please explain your side of because that was my perspective. <laughs> what was what was that
0: girl that you dated from last no, Vegas? No, no,
1: no. Bro. What was no. the girl's name? Of, no, the accountant that you were no. dating. Is this black? No, man? we're not going there, <laughs> motherfucker. No, it's simple. It's my simple. life is simple as fuck right now. No, okay, no, no, no. This, we're not talking about okay. nothing.
0: There was somebody <laughs> oh. who closed the ventilation where the hot air was supposed to go out right so air conditioning's back in oh, that day no. this is 99 year 2000 like there why wasn't you just this...
1: say the ventilation got closed why did you have to bring up the motherfucking but why are we bringing it back up? Yeah, God, God, because i know this guy i'm like why don't do that that's over 20 Jeez. plus years ago. How much, yeah. You still get in trouble for some shit 20 years ago? No, man, it's, it's weird shit happening right now. Okay. Get, yeah. okay. Google's a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was one of the ones I really regret. You know,
1: like, I yeah. didn't, I, I didn't ruined, manage. Ruined my brand new house. I was so happy with that house. And
2: you guys are still friends. Yeah. Absolutely. That's love. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: because look, he, man. And
0: once I, we sat down, I realized how forgiving he was. But I was really scared, though, because I was like, I was going to go there, right? And then I saw everything in the alley. He just was so mad. He just threw the the lights, the trays, everything was just sitting in the alley, and Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, no, I know. I was like, I just, I was like, I just literally like just kept driving down the alley. I was like, nah, this is going to turn out bad. Yeah. And I no, just kept it going. Was, but it was, it was, and then it a was, year later, was, I saw like, yeah, you, you yeah, we, yeah, we settled it all. A year there. later? A year oh. later, like a year, yeah. 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 Was,
1: there's no you way we weren't going to go into but each But here's other. the thing, I'm not going to fucking, like, look, dude, as disappointing as it was, until we sat down, I was very angry. But at the same time, it was like, it was a risk. It was like, you know, yeah, yeah. we it, it, was, it was what we did, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was a little disappointed that we didn't have the conversation while it was happening. Yeah, and yeah. even when it failed, it was just like, yo, I got it. I would have been like, well, don't let the shit flood all over the fucking floor, we'll get home and start over. Yeah. That would have been yeah, better, yeah. you know what Aww. I'm saying? Made a lot of mistakes yeah. in my life, <laughs> but but again, starting from those beginnings is where you know, Wonder Bread Got its beginnings. It was yeah. like trial it was its and first error. Failure. Oh yeah, right? no, trial and
0: error. No, there was a bigger. F- I've had many floods. Okay, <laughs> so in the growers circle of growers worlds, this is why like renters don't want to rent to growers anymore because the water damage eventually mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. There's always eventually a hose that slips off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like something that's an air conditioner that's dripping, mm-hmm. like that eventually you just, you're doing an agricultural job inside of a residential home. Yeah. the two don't mix, right? Mm-hmm. right. Like there's a reason why people build greenhouses. Yeah. Right, You know, <laughs> like, right. so, cause eventually even trying to be as perfect as you can, you eventually have an accident. And yeah. that's, that was one of those scenarios uh, one of these other scenarios when I the first grow when I met you I was growing in an apartment mm. in a two bedroom apartment mm. I was on the second floor, oh god! And, and when I had the the flood, this would be the episode. This is how my TV show would start. <laughs> <laughs> it would be called the flood, right? And it would just be like I was playing with the TiVo because TiVo was just came out, and you're like boop 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 boop, watching Simpsons in reverse, whatever you know, like <laughs> what. Simpsons, you know, you could like rewind it and watch it, you know, and like skit-tabs. Oh, oh was I was about like to say first... you
1: watch TV shows in reverse, you're fucking weirder than nah, I. thought. No, no,
0: no. That's just <laughs> that's just the dyslexia. But I'm, I'm I was filling this reservoir up with the water, like this 50-gallon reservoir to water these plants. And I just start I bought a new pump. It was way too strong. And I started to fill it and turn it on, and I walked out of the room, and something shifted in the in the tank. And the pump just started shooting the water straight out. And I'm like, what is that waterfall sound? And I literally was just like, oh, Oh, shit. Like the the light bulb went off my head of like fear and everything. And I just running down the hallway and literally down this hallway. I'm hitting the carpet and the water is splashing up. You know what I mean? Like, Like waist high. I was like, you're just, before you know it, the whole tub was drained on the floor. And the person who lived below me was luckily not there. And a whole sheet of drywall dropped out oh my of of from that floor below onto this person into this person's bedroom. Cause the bedrooms are stacked like on top of each other. Right. Right. In an apartment. Like it's the same design below and above. <laughs> right. Like, so I had this two-bedroom apartment. One was a little room to live in and one was the the two, three lights, right? right? And that was the that was the worst flood that oh I ever my dealt God. with.
1: So how did that pan out? Who 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 did what? So Fortunately,
0: the heavens, or the weed gods were <laughs> watching out for me because it was during a time period where it was like raining for like a week straight. Mm. And oh, sh- so
1: they blamed it on the rain.
0: Yes, because like the, the, <laughs> shitty, the shitty apartment, the shitty apartment, like the stairs going up to my apartment would flood because they didn't have drainage. Oh, it leaked. And then the, and the patio would fill up with like an inch of water and you have to ah. literally like leap to the front door to get past this puddle. Ah. So the whole thing was flooded and I was just like, well, I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. The apartment so i was just packing everything up as fast as possible as soon as it happened and getting everything out like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and luckily the person wasn't home for that weekend right they came home from the weekend yeah <laughs> this drywall dropped in there on their bed i could see it through the window of their apartment <laughs> like i was just thank god it was that uh i mean this is like you know these are the things that happen the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. of of all of these times of growing when growing was so illegal there was no help there was no internet to help you there was no community to help you you were figuring everything out on your own and you know how to grow how to get electricity so that you were like you can do more than two lights eventually you just you you realize you can't do it in a house mm. you have to go to a, a, a industrial building right. so you can get a 400 amp panel or an 800 amp panel and then you can expand to a 30
1: light grow right and then transferring from from that into a 20 20- two to twenty five thousand square foot grow. Like how how's the rotation on that? Like how, how many units mm-hmm. are you pulling out of there a, a week, a month, a year? Uh fifteen,
0: it's a thousand twelve hundred to fifteen hundred units uh or pounds uh a month out mm-hmm. of that facility is like the the ebb and flow of it, right? Mm-hmm. And because some strains are running will yield more at certain times or you're having an issue in the building and there's something that happened, like with as many bu- as many rooms that building has it's 36 rooms, four harvests a week. It never stops. Uh that pace is like learning how to grow at light speed mm-hmm. at scale, right? Cuz it just never stops and there's just one harvest after another. So you're learning a lot really quickly, which it helped I think to dial that building in faster, but it was still it still is a challenging facility for anybody to run. I don't run it anymore. Uh, I just consult on like how the SOPs and everything's ran Mm. so I can travel around and go to Arizona and go to Michigan or go to uh, New Jersey. That's where you're
1: opening up your your new retail. Is it retail or just cultivation or just just putting the brand there?
0: Just just putting the brand there Ah. with cultivation right and that's New Jersey that's the the next one right now. So Michigan's been there for about almost two years. How's that market treating you? It's up and down it's like the when the economy is good then everything's great right but like everywhere else in cannabis there's a lot of like boom and bust like it's a new market so it booms really hard everybody runs in overproduces overbuilds then it floods the market then it becomes very difficult and it's like the music industry right Mm -hmm. like when everything got flooded with so much music, it's like, no matter how good you are. Yeah, when you was burning my CDs. On yeah, that, yeah, that, I was selling that, them that, out. Yeah. See, so we'd go to concerts and I would sell his CDs in the parking lot, then we would chop up the money. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, you didn't
1: chop up <laughs> <us> the <that> money. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, all yeah, right. Man.
0: It's like when it gets oversaturated, mm-hmm. you know, everybody tries everything, so no matter what, you're gonna suffer while that, that time period of everybody trying all of these things. And even when they come back to you at some point, it still, it took time. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you go up and down always.
1: Did the retail store help with the brand? It helped with notoriety for the brand and
0: a certain level of stature, but it actually hurt the brand in LA because before that we would be in every store around there. Mm -hmm. Right. Once you open up your own retail and people are like, well, why would they come to our store when the Wonder Bread store is right there? Mm -hmm. So it creates a conflict. It's like they, you know, they basically just don't want to carry your brand because you have a retail. Now they view you as competition in retail. Right. So it's like having a store is really good for certain aspects, but it actually hurt us in certain ways because we were probably in 30 stores in Hollywood, in that whole area around there, but over time, when they start to realize your store is, you know, a destination for Wonder Bread, like mm-hmm. they just they're like they'll yeah. focus with another brand. So hmm. uh, it was good and bad in certain ways. Um, you know, if you have the ability to just keep going vertical and just opening up more stores and more stores, that becomes a good thing, like uh, for kind of like a wall of defense or a safety net for your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it again alienates you with other stores, right? Like, you know, Louis Vuitton. You know, same scenario, right? Like, right.
1: If you if you name if you name the brand, the same name as I mean, they name the store the same as the brand. Yeah, yeah. Then it becomes a big deal. Totally. You know what I'm yeah.
0: Totally. If, if I would have not named it the Wonder Bread store, and we would have named it like you know, Weed Shack, like yeah. no problem. Yeah. No one would have ever said anything, but uh having a flagship store like our store. Um and it's like
1: the, an Apple store.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what we wanted. That's what we want for the brand. And we want that to be the franchise model for the brand for when we talk to people in New Jersey or another state or something like that about a retail eventually. The main focus is always the flower, right? But when the opportunity does come, we want to be able to point to the store and be like, that's what it should look like. And this is how we build out our stores. Right. And this is what it looks like when you build a Wonder Bread store, and if you want that as a weapon in your market, you know. Hmm. But the focus is always the focus has always been the quality of the flour and protecting that. In every market we go to—Arizona, Michigan, uh, Oklahoma, wherever it is, New Jersey—like all of these places, the flour needs to be the same as it, as it
1: was when you were
0: introduced to it in California.
1: Are you going to continue to open stores,
0: uh, retail stores, mm-hmm. uh, when the opportunity comes? Like, we don't really chase those things because, again, it's uh, a scenario where you have to have deep pockets, you know, Mm -hmm. building these stores, financing stores, running that. It's not our, like, uh, I would say it's not like our bread and butter or personal, like, uh, ambition to have. Like, I I think it's just about having a few locations Mm -hmm. in the long term with the right partners, right? Like. I don't want to run retail stores personally and be day to day there. I want to help put the, uh, image together, the, the artwork, the, the menu curated with the strains and the, the experience of how the brand does things. But, you know, I never really woke up being like, I want to open up 10 stores. And that's not the dream. The dream is to just like put the best flower that we can out and have a really strong reputation for that. And, and educate people on what good flour is and show the world that that cannabis has all these different really unique varieties. There's so many smokers across the whole nation and across the world that still don't have any idea what good flour is. Yeah,
1: yeah. But that's I mean, your passion. Yeah. But Wonder Bread is you have partners. Yeah, yeah. So that they give a fuck about the business. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, 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 you could so you can focus on that passion for the flour. Yes. Which which makes a really interesting thing because, you know, it allows you to be the artist. It allows you to be the person that cares about the creative. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Whereas you got, you have the Jimmy I behind you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm totally. Saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great marriage
0: with the partners because they are <laughs> they're the more sophisticated businessmen. Like, and that was why we partnered with certain people because my business acumen and level of experience would have never gotten us to where we are. Mm-hmm. You know the quality will always. I'll maintain that, but I'm definitely not the guy that yeah. that is uh, reading the uh, writing the contracts and and no understanding all that without someone helping to explain it to me, right? i um, all these little nuances. You know, you you've been in the game too. You, there's just so many little ways ways you can lose money in this game if you're not paying attention to all the fine details about Correct. who's c- responsible for what when something goes wrong on a delivery or aging inventory or any of these types of, you know, issues. Mm. So it, those are the things that really suck the life out of me when yeah. I have to deal with those, Tell you about it. like headaches. Dude, like I've that. had
1: so many, we'll do an episode one day about the, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Totally. You're
0: like, <laughs> but, this is not the part that I remember. Right. 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 Into and and it's it
1: still the joy from, you know, doing anything, but yeah. I definitely understand that. I feel like, um, I feel like the things that are, Happening for Wonder Brett are deserved. Thank you. And, um, you know, I've seen you come up from like literally from the bottom. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and to be able to, you know, yeah, see these products and see the ingenuity and innovation that you bring into it and still have the passion for the flower is very commendable, my friend. I appreciate that. It's very yeah. kind. Thank you. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. It is, it is. You've wonderful. been a
0: great friend, and I'm honestly yeah. like, you've been an inspiration in my life. Uh, you've been someone who's very supportive you've opened up opportunities for me
1: yeah um
0: it's you've been very generous and yeah. uh, and also just a just like all around nice guy you looked out for me like i remember many times just being like on a set or something of a, a a video shoot, and you would send someone to make sure I was okay. Aww. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't disappear somewhere. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on, man. Nobody
1: fucks <laughs> with Brett. Yeah. <laughs> like, he
0: would always say that too. We'd go to the studio and be like, don't mess with him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, no, that's good, I man. Was, I always felt very uh, comfortable. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt I felt like, you know, like I belonged. Nah, man. It I made get you feel it. feel
1: very comfortable. I get it, man. Thank yeah. you, bro. But I mean, likewise. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, it continues success let's get a a round two of one of these. I want to see what happens about a year from now with the brand. You know, I want to hear about the other stuff opening up and uh, the other States opening up. Um, You have a lot, a lot, a lot of great things happening with Wonder Brett. How do they get in touch with you?
0: Wonderbrett.com. We have our email, our website and there's some stuff on there that you can contact us through Mm -hmm. wonderbrett uh, underscore on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, we have our direct, where you can order. If you're in California, you can order flour online and have it delivered to you. Mm-hmm. So you get uh, access to special limited drops. Wow, okay. Um, stuff like that. So, All And right. that allows you to build like customer rewards and stuff like that, you know, get better deals, be first in line for special experiences that we're trying to curate for can, can Yeah, re- hey, yeah,
1: Postmates, Postmates. Right. When are put they going to get on? on yeah, put, a, put us on. Uh, why don't you do mm-hmm. your own distribution? Uh, yeah. Buy all the products and start a nice little uh, list on Postmates have, and uh, deliver our stuff. Yeah. For us. Trust me. You'll get a raise. Whoever <laughs> is in charge of that type of stuff.
2: Infrastructure is there. <laughs> I have a question. Can we get a... Oh. Wonder Brett limited edition drop of the super white guy. The nah, uh, Brett the super white man? Yeah, yeah, super it was like man.
1: a yeah. Dude, that'll be, yeah, he'll get canceled so fast, we'll be like, what the fuck is this? How? Uh. How?
0: The other white people will cancel me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: you're right, you're right. Those there'll
0: white be some liberals, Karen. There'll
1: be some Karen who's like, <laughs> hey, my he's children. promoting <laughs> white supremacy. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're right, you're right. Uh.
0: Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's, but he's not like that. Yeah, yeah. that's why I really like, just try to let the product speak for itself. Because yeah, Wonder Bread is safe. It's yeah, good. Yeah, hey, we're Switzerland of, over here. Yeah, <laughs> speaking,
1: speaking of IG, um, listen, if you want to get in touch with the Lasagna Ganja podcast, we do have an IG. What, 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 How they find us, Tammy?
2: At Lasagna Ganja on Instagram or DCPOfficial.com.
1: Yes. Come ask questions. Who should we have on next? Who should uh, be in the building? Um, If you have a product, if you have something that you want us to know about, or you think is very innovative in cannabis or culture or combined, please send it to us at the Lasagna Ganja IG. One more time.
2: At Lasagna Ganja or DCPOfficial.com.
1: That's right. It's going down. We got Brett, Wonder Brett in the building. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the information. Thank you for the stories. And uh, we had a good time. It's the Lasagna Ganja Podcast.
2: lasagna ganja podcast wherever podcasts are streamed
1: and check out our separate feed with video episodes
2: available on spotify and youtube
1: for more information visit dcpofficial.com